coming at you pre-recorded from Two Guys Basement. It's the Weekenders. This was not recorded in front of a studio audience. Viewer discretion is not advised. What's going on, guys? It's your hosts. David. And Trevor. And this week we're going to be going over our 4th of July weekends. Some sports with Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes' hefty contract. Hefty, hefty. We're also going to be talking some world news with the Bronco release date. Uh, what we think of the new F-150 and China imposing their will onto Hong Kong. Some gaming news with Last of Us 2 updates and Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. We're also going to be talking about Dies the Fire at the end. Let's get it started. All right. So, 4th of July. 4th of July. How was your 4th, Trevor? Busy. Busy as hell. Yeah, so we had uh, kids come in on uh, Friday. The girls came over, and we ended up swimming, like, all day. And uh, yeah. we just had a little, little, little cookout. You know, a couple people came over, and brother-in-law and his kids came over, and a couple other friends came. So nice. you got the pool and everything all all situated in there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Got some new floaties. I got one that <laughs> well, has course. a. Uh, it's got some really cool sunglasses on it. <laughs> so you, do you have the inflatable swan for Manzel whenever he comes over? Yeah, it's ready. It's ready, Johnny. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was good, man. And then uh, on Sunday, we just pretty much hung out, man. Just relaxed. Cleaning up, mainly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Did you guys have uh, Friday off? Or did you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we get the day off. So that is nice. That's pretty surprising. I didn't think you guys would have the day off. I mean, it is a national holiday, but yeah. Right. <laughs> it's national nice. holiday, but it's kind of a big one <laughs> and stuff, you know. <laughs> it's only but, yeah. when we you know, stop the tyranny of England, but you know, it's not that big. <laughs> not that big of a deal. Yeah, no, it totally was. <laughs> so how about you guys? What'd you guys get into? Well, we we did nothing. We uh we sat in our house and uh listened to the fireworks and saw some. So where we're at, it's legal to have fireworks. So it was basically like Armageddon over here. And the next day I was cleaning up firework shells like all over like the front yard and the back and everything. It was Loki wasn't exactly happy with it either, but it was it was pretty funny. Dude, it's crazy how many fireworks go off. It's listen, it's so tough when you've got little kids and all these yeah. all these fireworks are going off. For surprisingly <laughs> Neither of them woke up. I couldn't that, believe it. That is amazing. Even Freya was okay. She doesn't Thank mind fireworks, God. you know? So mm. that, that was pretty sweet. But yeah, they were lighting them off everywhere. It was like a war zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get down. It's great. I mean, like, America. America. America, <laughs> America people. America. But yeah, so it was, it was a good weekend all around, man. I mean, I wish it was a couple of days longer. Right. I know. We're back to 12s, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like, it. you think three days is long, but then you, you get to that Sunday and you're just like, ah, oh, man, I really wish I had like a couple more days. <laughs> the old Sunday blues. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's like, damn it, I gotta go to work tomorrow. And it was mm-hmm. even worse because I had to go in early. So I was like, oh. Uh, no. How? What is early then? Because don't you it, it go in pretty early that. already? Listen, folks, it wasn't even that early. It was only a half an hour earlier than usual. <laughs> what? What's usual? <laughs> Seven o'clock. So I mean, I leave here oh, at like six thirty at the latest. So it wasn't. It's not horrible, but you know, right. still had to get up earlier than usual. It's principle. <laughs> it's, it's the principle, man. <laughs> Plus, there was like no reason for it. It's people. Are, People are ridiculous. Yeah, they just want you there. They want to see your your faith. That's all. They just love me. Oh, man. So how about Cam Newton? I know we we talked about him last week, but Mm -hmm. I just, I can't believe it. 
I I can't either. And some of the so the reason why I wanted to talk about it more was because of some of the, what people are talking about about Cam Newton. I I get it. Everyone wants to have their own take and all that kind of stuff. And I just think some of it is just kind of ridiculous. And I haven't even seen it. What have people been saying? Well, so so like Colin Coward, for instance. I I like him, but he. I'm pretty sure he does this on purpose. You know, he has a, a take that is probably not always correct. And um, he does that just to, you know, get clicks and all this other stuff. But he was saying that Cam Newton is primarily a deep ball thrower, which I don't know, Trevor, maybe, maybe do you agree with that or do you disagree? Uh, yeah. Cause I mean, he definitely has a hell of an arm. Dude's got a cannon. Right. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, he's, he can't he's got a strong arm. arm. He's got. I mean, he's got a good arm. I think for the most part, all around. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it's mainly his running that everybody worries about, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a triple threat. So, I mean, he was saying his his take is that he's a deep ball thrower, and that's not what New England does. But so he's always kind of centered around like statistics and all this other stuff. So I kind of looked up some statistics on that and right before his injury, when he was, you know, doing amazing with North Turner as his offensive coordinator, his deep ball throwing accuracy really wasn't that great. It was um, his adjusted complete completion percentage, which is basically, you know, it's all this, it's this big word statistics of, you know, how good is he when he's throwing a ball? Is he getting it into a window that's catchable, basically? And he was 43.5% of his adjusted deep ball completion, which is 19th in the league. So not exactly amazing. He gets it there, but he's not super accurate. Now, the interesting thing is, is that his overall accuracy is 78.4, which is seventh in the league. So really, his strength is those short passes, those RPO passes that was implemented when North Turner became the offensive coordinator. And and we kind of saw how good Carolina was until the injury happened. And they might have been in the Super Bowl if, you know, that didn't happen. So I just I just thought some of the stuff that Colin was saying is just kind of asinine, but it's also a pretty easy take for me just to say that he's going to be good because he's going to new England and you don't want to doubt. That's everybody's like perspective on it. Like, right. I mean, Belichick's top three ever, you know, I mean, he's just a crafty dude. So Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that, <clears throat> he's Cam Newton's going to be really good with the play action, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be good with those little button passes and all the crazy stuff that Belichick works into his offense. Yeah. That, oh yeah. You know, it's the little things. You know, those guys aren't usually the deep ball throwers, not usually, anyways. But you know, it's going to be the little weird routes that they run that's going to get. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's never had a quarterback that can run. No, just no. Just think how fun that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely uh, just interested to see what he does. Yeah, for sure. Like so that was my take. I just I just thought it was kind of a little little bit of an asinine play. I, he agrees that it's really good for Cam Newton, which I think I I think everyone agrees that it's yeah, great for Cam Newton. With that, yeah. But I just want to, I needed to get that off my chest. I thought it was kind of stupid of him to, to say that. I, I get it because in the broad scheme of things, everyone always sees Cam Newton throwing that deep ball and like he's a home run hitter, that kind of stuff. But like where he made his bread, his, you know, where he was making a lot of his good statistics were those short passes when he's throwing and dumping it off to Christian McCaffrey or dumping it off to, his tight end. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really good fit. Yeah, I think so too, man. I think that uh, we're going to see a lot of Cam Newton, hopefully. 
Yeah. As long as I you can so stay too. healthy, you know. Right. I think that, I think that you're right though. But I guess we'll have to uh we'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. How about that uh Patrick Mahomes, huh? <laughs> Ten years. Man. Ten years. Locking him up. <laughs> yep. He's on lockdown, man. Uh it's a four hundred and seventy seven million dollar deal with you know, with the incentive options he ends up making five hundred and two. That's a lot of money. That's so crazy. To be to be, you know, somewhat promised, you know. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. what, something like a hundred and forty million guaranteed. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money, dude. I mean, yeah. uh I, I think it's a good I think it's a good uh move for them overall. I mean mm-hmm. just just based on his, you know, base salary every year. It doesn't really ramp up until you get to like twenty twenty seven, you know. Right. But and who knows what money's gonna even gonna be like then, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean what, the what salary cap's gonna, gonna be, be going paid. up. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's only gonna go up, right? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna yeah. go down. Right. So so we'll see how this ends up working out for them in, in the long run. I mean if he if he can stay healthy, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, forty million dollars a year isn't oh, you know, crazy for a quarterback then they could be no. really setting themselves up for a big win to get some big stars on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, and keep, hopefully the keep next... their stars. That's the oh, other yeah. thing. Oh, absolutely. Just because, I mean, with his yearly salaries coming up, it's a lot of, you know, bonus money. And uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, like half a million dollar bonuses, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crazy uh. money. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think it's going to be a good move, though. Like, like you said, you'll be mm-hmm. able to keep a lot of stars. You'll be able to bring a lot more stars in. You know, by then he's going to be a lot even more established than he already is. I mean, he's already a superstar. Yeah. You know, he's right up there with Lamar Jackson. You know, we're going to be seeing these guys for a long time, hopefully, because I love hopefully. watching them both. Great. I love watching them both, man. They're they're really entertaining. As much as I hate Lamar because he's playing for a team that yeah, but we, we have still to go get up against. To see it, man. We still get to but, see it. Like, yeah. it's just fun watching good football. It is. You remember, oh, yeah. you remember like, yeah. growing up, dude, like – the Browns had one year. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> and then we had like Braylon Edwards for forever. And uh-huh. like, it would hit him right in the numbers, just drop. <laughs> yep. It's like, come on, man. Come on, man. We had an awesome defense. We like, did. Yeah. Great defense. It's just no one could ever catch the ball. Nope. We still have that problem today. Just not <laughs> yeah, as yeah. not I as difficult. We really lost it. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> Odell and Jarvis are bringing our numbers up, but uh, it's still not the oh, greatest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting there though. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting speaking there. Of, speaking of crazy catches, man, I was just talking to uh, my friend the other day about Gary Barnage. God, <laughs> that guy, that guy. I've never seen anybody catch a football with their butt. Yeah, two, <laughs> two cheeks. <laughs> that was the the silliest catch I've ever seen. I can't believe you made it. Oh yeah, I love that play. Definitely one for the uh, the highlight reel. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, it is. Uh, All well, right, Bronco. Bronco. Man, I'm I don't I'm probably not the only one that's salivating over uh, the Bronco, but um. So here's some news about that. The uh, longly awaited Bronco because. They've probably announced that they were going to be releasing this at least five different times. It was going to be the New York Auto Show in 2019, then the LA Auto Show in 2020, and then finally they're just like, well, screw it. It, All this crap's happening, so we're just going to release it on OJ's birthday, which I'm sure was... (laughs) I'm sure that had to be some sort of coincidence. (laughs) I wonder if they planned that. They had to have. Oh, they I, ho- I hope did. they're all white too. All white Broncos. Every single, every single one. Yep. <laughs> it's a stock color. That's all we got. Right. Sorry. That's all you can get. <laughs> the new ones, at least for like that one day. 
Like we yeah. can only sell the white Broncos. I'm sorry. <laughs> so for everyone that doesn't know, OJ's birthday is uh, on seven thirteen. So it's basically as recording. It's it's happening in pretty much a week. So we're I'm really excited. I don't know about you, Trevor. Are you excited? I mean, I love watching these all the all the crazy new cars that are coming out. You know, between that, you know. My buddy just got a new F one fifty. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, yeah. the stuff that they're doing nowadays, and I love that they're bringing a lot of stuff back too. Right, making it a little bit more retro modern kind of look. Yeah, I love yeah. that retro modern look, man. It's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm so excited about the Bronco. So a little little background on the Bronco here. So there's going to be two models, Bronco and Bronco Sport, and the, the Bronco, the one that's going to have, you know, the Bronco nameplate, that one is going to be built off of the same platform as the Ranger, which is a truck truck body, full body on frame. So real rugged, real can take a, a lot of beating there. And it seems like everyone that has the Ranger has really liked it. Um, the Ranger hasn't been in the U.S. for very long, but it's been in Europe and Australia for a really long time. I'm pretty sure that it never stopped being built. Uh, Even though we didn't get it here in the States, it was still happening everywhere else. So it's, it's got a long lineage of uh, trial and error, so to speak. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why it looks a little bit more European because they didn't really change anything about it other than just, you know, maybe some safety stuff that they needed to do for the U S to get it over here. But for the most part, it's a European truck. Mm. Yeah. I didn't even know they had trucks over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's slowly becoming a, a, a bigger thing. They, a lot of them, they can't have F one fifties cause their roads are so small, but the, the, the range is just the right so size. Narrow. Yeah, exactly. That's why the range is so narrow. I mean, I, I <laughs> would imagine they would have them in Australia. You know, oh yeah, off-roading everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like they love them. They call them Utes there. Hopping the Ute, mate. The Ute. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> for all those Australian listeners. Crocking, mate. Crocking, mate. Cocky on Bob, eh? So, <laughs> <laughs> so getting back on track here, the Bronco is going to have two different options. Now, this is the the main Bronco. And it's going to have a two-door and a four-door option. And both of those options are going to be basically like a Jeep competitor. They're going to be able to remove the doors, put the windshield down, take the roof off, all that kind of stuff. This is a beach vehicle. Yes. I'm very excited. (laughs) Just for you. And something that's really cool, if it's true, some of the stuff's rumors, so we don't really know if it's true or not, but we're kind of going based off of um, some patents that were filed by Ford. It seems like, so kind of one of the biggest annoyances about having a Jeep is if you take those doors off, there's no way to store them in the vehicle. So you have to leave them at home or wherever you, you know, took them off at. So what... Ford is doing is they're going to be able to have a storage thing in the trunk, basically. So you can put all your doors in there. So if it rains or anything like that, you can put your doors back on and you're not getting soaking wet. So I think that's pretty cool. You know what else would be cool is if they had like on the two door option, if you could just like slide it. What do you mean? Like, like slide it it back behind like the rear, like if there was like a rear rear slot behind. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be cool. Truck, if you could mm-hmm. just be like, okay, and slide yep. it in there. That would so, be yeah, cool. Go ahead and take that one. And, uh, anybody <laughs> there you go that? for it. Yeah, done deal. Let's just You're write welcome. me a check. Take like <laughs> 20 grand. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that would be nice. And so that one's going to be kind of for, it's going to be more expensive. We're thinking base price is somewhere around 30000 for the, the mainstay Bronco. The Bronco Sports can be a little bit, a little it's bit not more. Too bad. Yeah, it's not bad. They're it's hoping. Bad. They're hoping it's going to be that. We don't know that. But Jeeps, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they they start yeah. somewhere around twenty seven, I think. So right around. That'd there. be right in line. Yeah, definitely. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, well, I don't think 30,000 is really affordable, but that's just where the market's going unfortunately. I think Yeah, I mean, just compared with everything else the Ford has, I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. spot on with you know, cuz they have a new like a compact SUV that's like a like 28 yep. and then they're mm-hmm. what is it, the midsize? I can't even remember what it is. It's not the Explorer. Uh, uh so they have an Expedition which is their biggest, the Explorer and then the Eclipse, I think. Is... Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. But that one's like right at like 30, 32, I think. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, you can spec them all the way up to 50, even if they're like base price is 20 something. So. Well, you can spend money quick on car parts. Oh, yes. Very easily. So the Bronco Sport, which is going to be kind of the smaller sized vehicle is going to be a unibody and it's going to be built more off of the Ford Focus uh, kind of platforms and um, which a lot of their kind of cross track SUV-esque cars are well SUV I don't know what you want to call them utility vehicles they um, they're built off of that and basically unibody means that the frame there's no like single frame. The frame is built into the actual body of the car. So in a truck, there's going to be, you know, frame, a frame underneath the thing that you would sit in, like the cab and all that other stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, that's going to be a little bit less rugged, a little less, um, I don't know, off-roader esque but it's still going to be probably plenty capable i would imagine most of those most cars nowadays are really good at off-roading so and that's going to be even cheaper and probably a little bit better mpg you know all that kind of stuff so if you want the bronco name but don't want to spend a lot of money and also want to still get pretty good gas mileage probably bronco sport is where you want to go oh yeah plus i'm sure they're plenty fast oh yeah i mean it yeah (laughs) The, the horsepower torque numbers of any vehicle nowadays is insane. Yeah, they all got a little get up and go to them. Mm-hmm. All right, so I sent you over a link, Trevor. I want you to look over the new F-150 and tell me what you think. All right, I'm on it. All right, let's take a look here. Ooh, that's sexy. But also... Super beefy. Oh, I like the, I like the tailgate. Kind yeah. Of cool. Yeah, man. The hood, everything. The look of it is sweet. I like it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I I think it's kind of funny though that they said that they touched every portion of it, because to me it still looks very similar to the. 2019 model but it does look good i think it's a good refresh yeah i mean i like uh the interior is sleek too it's got the limited everywhere Mm -hmm. Uh, oh wow yeah yeah that looks sweet man uh but i will say they do look uh, pretty similar to uh last year's f-150 but yeah other than that, I mean, the F1, the new F-150s look sweet. I think they look yeah. way better than the Rams. Oh, yeah. 100%. Rams are just too round. Yeah, they were really cool when that uh, first original redesign came up, but it's kind of played out, and I feel like they need to kind of start over. Yeah, I think it's time to. <laughs> <laughs> Another cool Plus, thing about that F-150 is that it's now the front seats recline fully, so they become like a bed, and the center console, the shifter, folds all the way down, and you can fold the center console over the shifter, and you have a nice little like flat working space. Yeah, you know, that way you can set your phone down and look at it while you're driving. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a safety hazard, okay? <laughs> but everyone hazard. does it because they're crazy. Yeah, they are crazy. Yeah, I've been accused once or twice. 
I don't do that. I'm not about it. But I also have a manual car, so it's very difficult to have a phone and also shifting at the same time. (laughs) That's very true. That's very true. Don't text and drive. Don't don't text and drive, kids. No. It's worse than drinking. (laughs) Can't take your ass off the road. All right. So let's move into China. China. This one's going to be kind of heavy, everybody, so bear with me. Boom, boom, boom. So just a little backstory of what's going on. So this this whole Hong, the Hong Kong riots, they've been going on for a while. I think a lot of us saw them when they first started happening back in uh, 2019 before all the coronavirus and everything else hit. And a lot of that had to do with China is just starting to meddle more and more into Hong Kong's kind of open free market stuff. So for anyone that doesn't know the history of Hong Kong and why they're not exactly part of China, but they're, they are at the same time. So what happened was China lost a couple wars basically to Britain and Britain as pettants, they were handed Hong Kong as kind of a peace deal. And they, they had Hong Kong basically, except for they, they lost it during world war two to Japan for like five years, but they eventually got it back and they had it basically from 1842 until 1997. And throughout that time, Hong Kong steadily grew into a pretty big and powerful little city of trade and kind of open export and economy. I mean, nowadays that's like, it's, it's a pretty big, bright, shining, amazing spot of, you know, what can happen to a city. Um, if, if the right minds are there and the right money and everything kind of aligns. And that was partly why, Uh, China felt like they really wanted to have that colony back. So back in, sorry, go ahead. Right. Who wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. If you look on a map, it, it, it's just this tiny little thing. I always capture Hong Kong every time I play civilizations. (laughs) Every single time. Yeah. I mean, it's a port. Port City. (laughs) (laughs) And so basically what's going on is uh, Britain handed over Hong Kong back to China on July 1st, 1997. And uh, that returning to rule from basically uh, more monarch and kind of American society to uh, more how to say this politely, uh, communist party. Um, they, yeah, (laughs) they, uh, they, they, they set in some rules basically saying like that Hong Kong was going to be able to kind of keep all their freedoms, stay semi-autonomous, um, from you know China and a lot of China's rules. And they set this law called the basic law. And this law safeguards um, a lot of Hong Kong citizens from Chinese rule and dictatorship. So the the whole reason they did that was, you know, just to kind of keep the peace and also keep Hong Kong doing what it's doing because it's it's doing really well. I mean, it's one of the, like I said, it's it's. Uh, I can't remember the GDP of it, but it's close to a billion and it's just a city. Plus I'm sure, you know, China has interests in there. You know, they probably have Mm -hmm. their own companies in there paying, you know, getting tax money from that and everything Mm -hmm. else. So you, well, and it's a huge tech running. Yeah. And it's a huge tech boom market there too. So it, it's, it's just, it's a really good win for China to have. And so, the kind of the rundown of that basic law, they call it one country, two systems, and it's supposed to be followed until 2047. But 
it's However, not <laughs> not anymore gotcha. so yeah gotcha is right and china's been pushing uh ever since they've gotten hong kong they slowly have been kind of trying to break down that wall so to speak and kind of some of the stuff that's been going on with all these riots has had to do with them taking back some of their you know rights or getting some of their rights taken away i guess is a better way of putting it and the chinese government signed this new deal or new law i guess into uh how do i say that just into into law and that was done on tuesday the 30th and became in effect the next morning on the 1st of uh, july and so there really wasn't a ton of time for anyone to really figure out what this law meant what all this is going to happen and so tons of people in these riots because these riots have been going on this whole time like for months hong right. kong has been up in upheaval basically that's insane and, yeah i that know it is crazy take that much i mean that's a lot of damage i'm sure mm-hmm. you know especially with you know the military there i'm sure, you know and all of that that's a lot yeah yeah it is and so basically what happens happens with this law is that they're able to detain almost anyone that they want and the reason why is right here it says let me see here i have it in my notes this uh the new law gives chinese law enforcement the maximum life sentence to anyone found guilty of separatism supervision terrorism or collusion with a foreign force and something that they put in here is really kind of crazy about what terrorism means i really should have highlighted it because i'm having a hard time finding it let me see here so basically they say that terrorism can be ident- oh here we go what the law identifies terror vandalism is like terrorism to them within these riots so anybody that is you know throwing rocks through windows spray painting doing anything like that any sort of vandalism they consider that terrorism and a threat to their national security and can be given a life sentence because of that that's insane that is that's terrifying man i mean that's complete censorship right Mm -hmm. it's modern day complete censorship you know oh man that's i mean a lot of that stuff was going on here though too you know they're pushing 15 years for a lot of the uh damage that was given in the uh the different protests around the country you know mm-hmm. uh from yeah. you know destroying cop cars to the different monuments to uh, you know the uh, destruction of government property you know mm-hmm. but to have a life sentence on that that is that is insane yeah and we're talking a prison system that's probably a lot worse than what any prison is in the united states too yeah i mean i'm sure they're already overcrowded with everything that's been going on there and then on top of that you're going to arrest everybody else for 35 plus years yeah that's insane man i don't even know how they can afford that well they afford that probably with the money that they make off of the prisoners <laughs> well and all the money they make off of us too yeah <laughs> God, that's it. I'm done. Not buying Chinese anything. Psych. It's hard. It's It's really hard if you start looking at everything. So something that uh, Great Britain is starting to kind of fight back and also push um, a lot of other of our kind of allies to the fight to try and keep this from happening. So British... uh, They started to uh, grant anyone that has some sort of joint citizenship with Britain that they can basically have safe asylum 
for an extendable period of time of at least 12 months or more in Britain or one of their colonies, which I think they don't really have any more colonies, but maybe they do. Um, and they, they'll be able to, you know, work for that, that year or go to school, do whatever. And most likely they'll also be able to be granted longer periods of time. And something else that the U S has been doing is, uh, also started to lash out against China uh, implementing a new visa restriction on any current or former Chinese Communist Party members in hopes to clamp down on those looking to infringe on Hong Kong's freedoms. At least that's what uh, the Trump administration is saying. And something that they also mentioned was President Trump promises to push the Chinese Communist Party officials who were responsible for this I'm not even sure what the restoration of Hong Kong Hong Kong freedoms. Yeah, there you go. That's I mean so, good. I mean yeah, I'm, I'm happy. That's good. You know, I mean these people their rights are being taken away slowly but surely and that's what it was. You know, I mean this was finally mm-hmm. the tipping point where China feels like they can do this. You know, and that's scary for sure. Especially with everything, you know, the different illnesses that are going on there, even now. I mean, mm. there's different reports of bubonic plague starting there, more, yep. you know, more COVID, you know, and then now all of this. It's it's crazy. And what's the world coming to, dude? Yeah, it makes you wonder all those rumors about the this coronavirus starting in a lab in China, if this was the end game to get everyone to look away from all the stuff that's going on in Hong Kong. That could be, that could be. I mean, even so we're not looking away. So that's right. good. I mean, they look, that's we a look good away thing. for a second though. We did, but we're yeah. not looking away completely. So right. that's, that's good. <laughs> you know, pretty much. I haven't heard anything about Hong Kong since LeBron James. And that yeah. whole debacle. Mm-hmm. But somebody needs to make my shoes. Please. Uh, I did not agree with that one bit. Yeah, I didn't either, but, you know. What are you going to do? We're not the millionaires, you know? No. No, we are not, sir. We definitely <laughs> are not. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's, lighten, let's lighten up the mood here. Let's talk a little bit about uh, finish finishing the Last of Us Part Two. David, tell us tell us what your take. So uh, there's been a lot of people. Um, it's very polarizing game, which I totally understand. Uh, me and my one friend Jeremy have both played it and finished it, and both have already started playing it a second time. So we both liked it. Um, I don't know if I would call it like a 10 out of 10 kind of, and I would definitely consider, um, last of us, the first game, part one, um, a 10 out of 10 game. I would probably give last of us Two maybe like a 7.5 or an eight, probably in that range for me, which is still a really good game. Um, and I, I do think. I think I think it's an amazing game. I think anybody, everyone should play it. I think it's really good. And um, there's just they took, like shortcuts at all. Like where where are the shortcomings that you feel? Yeah. So, hmm. so so I think the things that are amazing is the gameplay and the the stealth mechanics and uh, a lot of the abilities that you can kind of unlock it throughout the game and kind of make your hero um do different things and kind of turn to your play style yeah right exactly turn your play style and make it a little bit easier for you throughout the game and also some of the new weapons are pretty awesome and just like a lot of different kind of crafting stuff that you can do now is is pretty cool so i would say the storytelling is probably one of the more glaring problems I have with it. And it's more just, I think they could have told the story the way they told it. Like I like, I'm okay with the story. I like it for the most part. I like how it ends and all that kind of stuff. I just feel that for me, at least 
I knew what was happening. So a lot of people have problems with the second half of the game. And that's kind of also my opinion. I feel like if they interwove the first half and the second half a little better, rather than it just being like two distinct chunks, I think it would have been a much better game. And so I, they, let, they line it up for another one. Yeah. Because you're playing the same story, essentially. Or the right. same timeline, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going through the same timeline a second time. And for me, I you kind of already know what's going to happen. Some people, I watched another playthrough while I was playing it, so the, the guy I was watching, he, he seemed to kind of forget some of the stuff that you played um, as Ellie. And so... For me, I didn't forget any of that stuff, so it wasn't that big of a shock when I saw some of the stuff that happened, and it was kind of just, I don't know, it was fun, but it wasn't like, oh, wow, this happened. It was like you already knew. Right, so they could have done it like The Witcher 3 did, you know, with Mm -hmm. everybody's story kind of lining up at the same time, you know? Yeah. Like, you cut out to this and then cut right into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it. And that was I would almost that think in the first one for the most part, right? You know. Yeah, and I I would almost think that if you play, if you did like, so it goes through. You're in Seattle, and you go through one, two, and three Seattle days, and if you just did, if you started the game basically in Seattle day one with Ellie, played that, and then all of a sudden you bounce to Seattle day one with Abby, and then you just slowly do that. And then you start doing all these flashbacks. There's a lot of flashbacks. I like most of them. There's some really cool ones. Like some of the best stuff in the game is some of the flashbacks that happen. So I think if they did that, and then like maybe day two or something like that, they they start talking about, you know, going back to kind of what starts the whole game. The original Last, Last of Us Part 2 happens and all this and then you start understanding like why all this is happening and i think that just would have been better but i still think it's a really good game i enjoyed it i had a lot of fun a lot of people that i watched playable oh yeah yeah 100 percent playable there were some people that i watched that were crying at some parts in this this game so i mean it's still got a lot of those emotional heartstrings i just don't think it's a 10 out of 10 for me so the story's there just not the timing yeah, yeah. Which the first one was obviously, it had it all. <laughs> yeah, so. it did. So, I mean, but they also had less characters. Work. So yeah, there's a lot of true. characters in this one. There's a ton. There's like ten. Holy cow, that is a lot. Which doesn't compared sound like a lot, one. but for compared comparatively. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I still have to get it, man. I still have not got it yet. I'm still waiting on fault. You'll enjoy speaking it when you whenever you get there. Speaking of fault, uh, we finally got a release date. July seventeenth. What what? Yes, we'll be playing at least my favorite MOBA again. Well, I don't know if it's my favorite, actually, to be fair. Um Yeah, really you don't interested. really know that yet. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what they did with it. You know, I played in the right. uh, closed alpha, and that was a lot of fun. But you know, obviously there was a lot of bugs. Um, mm-hmm. They've updated the jungle. It's a dawn and dusk again, and they're doing like a mirror style for the red and blue buffs. So mm-hmm. like the same thing as League of, League of Legends. Um, you know, you still got your your duo lane and. Lane, your solo lane. They've done a little bit more to the uh, jungle as far as I think like camp distancing and stuff like that. But I'll be that's not 100% confirmed yet. Um, I've just heard it in the Discord a few times, but we'll see. So, compared to Paragon, like OG Paragon, um, not Monolith, but you know the very first map of Paragon was that that wasn't considered like red and blue were not, they were on opposite lanes, weren't they? Yeah. They were still on opposite sides of the the jungle. Okay. So, but there was, I mean, 
obviously a lot more distance in between them because they yeah. have, they had a travel mode, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, this will be more similar to Monolith, I, I think. So right, a little but smaller, now, but it'll make the games faster. So that's probably a good thing. Yeah, I think it's like eight seconds from mid to right. So okay. that's yeah. not too bad. Plus, they have like uh, they we they have boots now, so you get movement mm-hmm. speed buffs. You know, different characters have better movement speed than others. Thank um, God. Twin blasts, especially, dude. He is so fast. Like, because, like, that's part of his passive. Is that, yeah. like, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it ends up buffing, buffing his uh, movement speed. So, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see, like, all these mobile, super mobile, hyper ADCs, you know, mm-hmm. just zooming in freaking taking people out and <laughs> i think twin blast is just going to be hunting people down like i'm i'm, I'm pumped but of yeah. course i will be playing jungle as usual some grexy grex i wish man they haven't released him yet but hopefully oh, they, they should be set on releasing him hopefully this year there's been a lot of pull from the from the community so i'm hoping that he gets released this year and i'm interested to see what they're going to do with his kit which junglers do they have out then? Uh, currently, they have uh, Boris, which was the next released hero, hero from Paragon. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember. Yep. Um, he's like a bear, like hyper attack. He's got a, he's got a cool kit. So like his passive is um, he deals as he deals damage, he heals himself, but it's not quite life steal. It's like a percentage of his physical attack damage he gets back in health. So the more damage you do on your physical attack, the more you heal. And he also does more more damage as like a percentage of the enemy's missing health and his own missing health. So as he's killing whoever he's killing, he's dealing more damage. And as they're killing him, he's dealing even more damage. And then on top of that, his abilities buff those as well. The one is like a, it's like a, um, like canister type deal. So where he mm-hmm. he like kills minions and he picks up these canisters, and whenever he fills up his canisters, he ends up making like uh, these different tiers. So like the first tier is like a movement speed buff. The second one's an attack speed and a movement speed buff. And then the last one like you do more damage plus the other two. And then his other ability, I believe, is like a hunting type deal. So like he mm-hmm. can sense when characters are less than 50% health. He has like a little marker that like helps you sense where they're, where they're at. And then he can like search out people. That's like the active to where you press the button. And I think it's like E, I think. And uh, it'll show you the nearest hero within 45,000 units. I feel like I saw that. Minutes. Yeah. It looked like a blood trail that you could like follow almost. That's sweet, dude. I love yeah. it. But uh and then he's got like a dash that does two basic attacks. But it's you're in, you're unstoppable when you do it. So you could definitely get out of alts that way, you know, get out of CC that way. So yeah. that'd be uh the hmm. timing character for sure on that. Mm-hmm. But and then, so the other junglers are Chimera, so that's a lot of the same. Um, good old Kai, but he's Boo. actually he's actually less <laughs> he's actually less uh, like jungle esque. Like you could almost use him in off lane. I feel like yeah. But uh, and then they've got who else? There's a jungler, Severog, obviously, Severog. and then uh, nice. Steel. So Severog. we all know Steel is the ultimate CC. He's got yes, like literally all of his abilities have CC now because he's got the really? shield, he's got the dash run, he's got the the stun, hit him with the shield, mm-hmm. and then he's got the slam. So like every single one of his his abilities is CC oriented. So that's gonna draw a lot of attention mm-hmm. from your opposing team. You know what I mean? Because if you see his steals on the other team, you're like, oh crap, I'm gonna have to build CC reduction. So. I wonder if his uh, ultimate is still going to have, like, crazy range. Yeah, I don't know what the range is on it, to be honest with you. I'd have to check it out, but um, I know before it was way too long. That was broken. Yeah, that was (laughs) broken. Yeah. And Paragon, it definitely was. 
Yeah. Because you could hit people from so far away, like all of them. And it was mm-hmm. such a huge radius for a while. Remember that when it was huge? Yeah. Get, like you could jump from in a jungle camp to the lane with your ultimate. It was just that's how you get out of sticky situations. <laughs> it's like, get out of here, jump. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, so we'll see. I mean, uh, they've got, who else have they got? I think I can name them all off. Let's do it. So support, they have Narbash, Muriel, which Muriel is going to be a beast, dude, because there's a lot of new actives in the, in the item tree that boost mm-hmm. shields. And then now... Muriel can ultimately heal because she does like a, it converts all the shields to health. So that's, oh, yeah, that's like a potential finally. combo there. Yeah. She's an actual healer. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Narbash might become obsolete. We'll find out. But uh, so they got those two. Um, Bellica is a support. I would classify her as a support. Can um, be. Yeah. yeah. She could definitely be used just because she has so much CC. And then, yeah. True. Her her new uh, passive is a little bit different, as far as like so when she shoots the drone on her shoulder shoots at it, so that's pretty hmm. that's pretty cool, yeah. So, and then uh, I'm trying to think who's the other support I can't remember, but the ADCs they have Twin Blast, Sparrow, Sphinx maybe. No, Sphinx isn't. Uh, actually, I would like to see Sphinx this year, but. I don't think uh, she's going to make even the first cut, but we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Um, but with the ADC, so they have Twin Blast, Sparrow, Murdoch, and that's it, right? Yes, I think so. And then from mid, they have Belica, Gideon, and... Somebody else, and I can't remember who that is. <laughs> so Did they have Wraith, feel, maybe? No, no, not Wraith. I wish. God, his yeah. ultimate was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Ghost going dark. <laughs> that was sweet. But yeah, so I'm pretty pumped, man. We'll see who, uh, with the new packs, uh, the packages for the EA release, <clears throat> they start at 15 and they go up to 60. Um there's like three tiers. So the first tier is you obviously get to play the game with the, I want to say the releasable heroes, the ones that are out now. And then the mm-hmm. second one, you get some exclusive skins and in the, the heroes as well. And then the last one is like a master pack. And that includes a, um, like a season pass for the, it's like an early access pass. So you get all of the characters that come out during season pass for free um, you get a bunch of exclusive skins. Um, you get a certain amount of gold that you can spend. It's like in-game mm-hmm. currency for different cosmetics, whatever comes up. I don't know if they're going to do like, uh, well, I don't know, like like a thumbnail. You know, you, you unlock this. Here, you can throw this up type of deal. Right. Awards. Um, and then you get weekly bonuses as well. So. The weekly bonuses will be starting with the season pass, just as you know, the same as any other season pass. It's just going to be a reward system for however many games you play and however many times you level up. So, but we'll see. I mean, it comes out 17th. I am extremely, I don't sound excited, I know, but I am extremely excited. Um, <laughs> it's a Monday, everybody. It's a Monday. I'm tired. Trevor's got two kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been talking to my buddy at work all day about it. So he, I'm going to give him, oh, you also get a giftable pass with the other two tiers as well. So you get, oh, nice. you can give, you know, a pass to whoever you want to play with, uh, which I wish would be you, but you know, yeah, in a perfect world, right? I don't think my computer could take it. <laughs> I was really hoping that we could win that computer so I could send you my old one. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. I've been looking at uh, building one, but have to have a job first for that. <laughs> yeah, step one. <laughs> get job. Get, get step a job. two, yep. build computer. <laughs> I don't know, dude, anymore with those freaking incentives for all this. Uh, oh, well, you know what? You're going to miss it probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm You're definitely going to miss it by a long it. shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's already been canceled, I think, in a lot of states. 
Yeah, I think this is the last. Well, this was the last month. The, the last that I knew. At least. Yeah, I think so too. For us. Because uh, I won't be considered unemployed until, um, yeah, next end of next month, which is a good thing. I mean, I'm still working and it's getting a, a money, paycheck, yeah. so it's it's good. Yeah, Save money for show. So, uh, what are your thoughts moving on from fall? What are your thoughts on uh, Cyberpunk 2077? So, I was kind of surprised that. Uh, you haven't really been following too much of this because this is like straight up your alley. This is uh, CD Projekt Red's new new game, and those are the people that are behind The Witcher, all of The Witchers. Which is, if which none of you probably know, but it's like one of my favorite games. It's pretty much like that in Elder Scrolls. Yep. And Civilizations, Sid Meier's is pretty tight as well. And Paragon, but yeah, that's but I've got a few favorites. Okay, it's like top just five, a, just a couple. <laughs> So, uh, it's basically, it's not really, it's more of an MMO than, um, The Witcher was, in my opinion. I don't know. Trevor, what would you think? The Witcher is definitely not an MMO. What yeah. Is, yeah, it's yeah. an RPG. Right. An action RPG, but yeah. it's an RPG. And so, and an MMO basically is kind of like choose your own adventure almost, where you get to build your own character and do, you know, almost do anything that you want to do in this universe you can do and that's kind of what they're pitching this as we'll see but a lot of the people that have already gotten to play like five hours of the game have said that it's pretty pretty intense and there's a lot of side quests already that they got to kind of see and play through and even your backstory that you choose in the very beginning of the game will change depend change uh, the outcomes of some of the NPCs that you talk to and all this other stuff. So it looks pretty cool. You even get to change your dick size and your boob size and all this other stuff. You can be circumcised or uncircumcised. I mean, it's holy shit. It's a whole new world, you know, it's not new world, right? So new world is the Amazon, it's the Amazon MMO, which got delayed again. This last that I knew. It just but, needs to be, yeah, just killed. Just, yeah, <laughs> I've heard. Just I've heard they just take taken all the good mechanics out of it. Anyways, so let's let's look forward to Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because yeah, it looks good. Really, I don't think I'm gonna play it because that just sounds like way too much game for me. But it looks good. Yeah, might be something you can mess around with even. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of game there, but. It, a ton of game. Gonna, I'm still trying gonna... to play through Breath of, Breath of the Wild, and that's not even that big of like a open world game. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to different different planets and shit. You know that that introduces a lot of space. Right. <laughs> so moving on to uh, entertainment, I wanted to talk to Trevor here a little bit about uh, this book that we he recommended to me called dies the fire. And so where I'm at in that is I'm about halfway through and the two main kind of heroes, so to speak in that game have just met up and they are, they're fighting uh, this band of, they, she called them eaters. I don't know if you remember that part, Trevor. Oh, I remember it's uh, the eaters are, essentially just cannibals right yeah so the right. change the change happens right and for those who haven't read the book it just completely shuts everything that is powered by electricity down combustion engines stop it changes the laws of physics okay yep and so when that kind of stuff happens and food runs scarce what happens you eat the right. guy next to you <laughs> Give it a few weeks, and Tommy's starting to look real tasty. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen quick. But yeah, yeah. So the eaters, yeah, they uh, obviously have like disease problems and stuff like that from eating people. And uh, eating people, and also they were uh, 
using so their firewood was you know treated lumber and all this other different things that had a lot of chemicals in it and they were you know in ingesting those chemicals or breathing in those chemicals when they're cooking those people and uh so it it's a it was a pretty intense like this is such a well-written book that like i it feels like i'm watching it when i'm reading it Dude, I love it. I love like just how he tells the story. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. So you're at, so you're at the part right now where they're at the like Havel and um, what's her name, Mackenzie. I was hoping Juniper? that you would remember because Juniper. Juniper yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're at the part where they meet, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So they're at the gas station. Yep. That mm-hmm. the eaters have overrun. So. Yep. It's a barbecue picture. gas station yeah. combo. Don't stop there. The barbecue's no. not good. <laughs> so the uh, the setting here is right. Uh, Juniper ends up getting ambushed by these eaters. They, they say, "Hey, can you help us? Can you help us?" And mm-hmm. she starts walking towards all, like, "What is going on here?" Next thing you know, somebody lashes out and you know tries to grab her. And uh, next thing you know, all hell breaks loose, and they're surrounded by eaters and. Uh, she sees a bear in the distance and she thinks that the bear is riding a horse. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, that bear is Mike, Hi- Mike Havel and yep. chopping everybody to bits. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, that was such an epic, epic chapter, man. Yeah. Uh, so good. Just, is, did you finish the chapter though? Like, did you finish it? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm on to the next chapter for sure. So, they but it, up? No, see, they haven't. Uh, spoilers. But the, they okay. see. I it seemed like that was going to happen because mm-hmm. they were both like talking about how gorgeous each each one of them were. So mm-hmm. it's not too surprising. I was getting, I was frustrated though because like I want because that would mean you know, Havel is Signy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's screwing it up see. with the. You'll see by the end, dude. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's I'm excited cool. though because I, I, I don't tell me anything, but I, I really hope that uh, the two groups come together. I think that that'd be great, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What I do know is the uh, protector is an asshole. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just got past that part where um, Havel and the protector meet, and that was also really interesting. A mm-hmm. lot of I love listening to like all the stuff that Havel thinks about when he's going up against somebody that he doesn't really want to know how smart he is. They just mm-hmm. he wants him to think that he's an idiot, just mm-hmm. a big meathead. Yep. Yeah, he's smart, man. He's uh, he's definitely calculates his moves in and out of everything. I mean, from getting attacked by a bear to <laughs> defending yep. his. You know William Hutton and his family, to mm-hmm. defending just everybody. I mean, yeah, he's gone to a lot of people's aid already, and I'm only halfway through the book. The same thing <laughs> with Juniper, dude. I mean, the way that they paint the landscape of where she, yeah. her family lived, is like amazing. You know, just like a, a house right? on a hillside, on a mountainside, God, like I'm, a meadow. Want to live there? You know, that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Time to move to Oregon. We're out. See you. Right. <laughs> Peace. Take my Bronco and let's go. <laughs> Start climbing the mountains, man. I can't even imagine how much a property like that would be. I don't know. You don't I mean, know. I, I've been watching some there. homesteaders that they talked about that they just uh, they just got off them. Um, they just paid off their their debt, and they made it sound like it wasn't a. Uh, wasn't too bad. They made it sound like it was somewhere in the range of three hundred thousand. I'm not sure how many acres they have, but probably a lot of land. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that would be amazing to just you just wake up every morning and look out your front window and it's just like mountain mountain serene. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my buddies at work and he used to live in Tennessee in the mountains and uh he was just talking about you know how much he loved it and uh he showed me a picture of his drive home every day and he was like this is this is why i want to move back and he showed me the picture yeah. and it's just like uh, a street 
you're a highway going down a hill up into a mountainside, you know, <laughs> so, so just uh, be awesome to drive home to that every day. Like, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to go up 77 again for the 9 millionth time. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's that same tree I see every day. Right. Oh, hey, look, another cornfield. Cool. <laughs> I at least get to, like, see water and kind of ocean stuff. But I have found while living here that I like mountains and woods a lot more than I like the ocean. But maybe you, you should find just out. move to Michigan. I hate Michigan people, though. That's not fair. <laughs> it's not. I mean, yeah, we don't like we don't like the Wolverines. Okay, we're OSU fans, but to, in all fairness, they can be all right. Met a few of them. You know, they're cool people. Plus, they have more Great Lakes than we do. They do have. More they great do lakes have a lot of lakes. We got a lot of Great Lakes, bro. Hell of Great Lakes out there. <laughs> all the lakes. A sportsman. All right. Well, I guess that concludes this week's episode. Uh, episode guys, three. Episode three. It's in the books. If you guys have any uh, questions or if you want to reach out to us, uh, David's going to give you our email real quick. So it's the Weekenders Podcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to your messages. All right, guys. Until next week. We'll see you then. We love you. Peace. See ya.